Hello guys, this is your girl Michelle Yasher and welcome to episode 4 of Oops She Said It. Yo guys, the past two weeks have really been hectic for me, school and health-wise. I do apologize for the delay in publishing the episode. Um, it has really been hectic for me. I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice. The weather is changing this side and we're approaching winter. So it has really been hectic for me because since I moved to the US this year, I'm experiencing all the seasons and change of weather for the first time. So every season hits me differently. So if if this is your first time for joining us, welcome to the tribe. And for those who constantly join us every single week, Thank you guys for the subscriptions and the feedback. I'm really getting so much love from you guys. I really appreciate you guys. So anyway, it's great that I have a few great friends in my corner to carry the load and help share the burden. So I have um, a sore throat. It's really like hurting. So I was having a conversation with um, Max, a very good friend of mine the other day, and he was like, I would like to speak on your podcast. And because I'm not feeling too well, we decided that he was going to take over this episode. After all, this is a safe space for all of us, isn't it? So why not? Anyone can take over the space and talk about anything close to their hearts. So before I let Max take over, This week's topic is on body image and how that affects your confidence. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Do you love the person reflecting on the other side of the mirror? I'm sure you're well acquainted uh, acquainted with this statement. I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, my legs have rickets, I have bigger curls, my hips are too wide, my bum is provocative, my hair is too curly, I wish it was this way or that way. We all have put ourselves down in one way or the other. Growing up, I hated my legs. I remember in high school, I was teased for having big calls. So in my language, we call them tough. So that really affected my self-esteem. And I started covering up my legs and then my dad noticed it. And he started to positively affirm that my legs were beautiful every chance he would get. And I started embracing my legs. And I don't remember how it happened, but I started wearing short skirts and shorts and I suddenly didn't care about what people said about my legs anymore. And when I realized that women with big calls were considered to have great legs, it boosted my confidence. So now I embrace it as one of my best features on my body. We all don't or didn't have a parent, sibling or guardian that would positively affirm us. And that's why we're here for each other to reaffirm and regain that confidence back again. It's never too late to get your confidence back. Body image is made up of a person's beliefs, thoughts, perceptions, feelings, and actions about their body and appearance. So body image is really important because the way we see ourselves influences every aspect of our lives, our mental health, our physical health, and how we take care of ourselves, and also how we interact um, and relate 
with other people. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's hear what Max has to say. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for giving me this chance to give a male perspective on the subject matter of self-confidence, uh, particularly the body image issue. And that and I find it a very interesting topic, especially in the context of the lessons learned in season 2020. Um, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say that it's been a challenging year. Yes, there have been positives and I'm going to touch on one of the positives. But um, before I go there, um, I think a lot of us have been tested uh, and we have found out just how resilient we truly are. Um, some have lost their jobs, some have lost their sources of income, and worst of all, some have even lost their loved ones. So, I mean, it's been that kind of year, but we're here. And um, onto the positive that I have found in season 2020. Personally, for me, I have liked how certain issues have become more amplified. Uh, issues, for example, to do with mental health. Um, I know in one of the previous episodes, um, you had the it's okay not to be okay segment. And pretty much that's been one of the lessons learned from uh, this year of 2020. And I guess uh, it puts into context the topic that we'll be discussing today of self-confidence and uh, body image uh, because ultimately there is definitely a linkage between um, mental health issues and self-confidence because what you find is that um, when you have that negative body image for example and you're low on self-confidence then it may likely lead to depression and perhaps suicidal thoughts and all of that negative stuff that no one wants to see so it's a very welcome timing for for the topic and uh i guess i'm just gonna go straight into it huh, it's funny i say i'm gonna go straight into it after two minutes 30 seconds of rambling but i suppose uh it's important for us to understand what body image means and uh, maybe I'm going to give this disclaimer before I go uh, too far in and say that most of what I will say is based on my point of view. So it may not necessarily resonate with some people, which is fine, but most of what I will say is based on my experiences, um, based on some of the things that I've been through. Um, I think you know, Michelle, I've been in different places. I've lived in uh, Malaysia, I've lived in the UAE, and now I'm in Mauritius. And what you get with all these different countries, especially being a person of color, um, you get exposed to all these different challenges that everyone else would otherwise not experience. But because you are a person of color, you do um, have to make some adjustments. So. Yeah, I really feel like um, I've learned a thing or two about um, the whole issue of uh, body image and self-confidence. However, I'm not going to touch too much on my experiences uh, by country. I'm not going to categorize anything. I'm just going to give it 
um, as bluntly as possible so that um, I don't get too personal with people. So yeah, the first thing I suppose which I need to do is just to explain what body image means to me. And to me, body image is how you think or how you feel about your body. So it's how you think and how you feel about the body. And because we mentioned the body, we must acknowledge the fact that we're not just talking about this carcass that we use, uh, the, the one which houses our system and the one we use to go to KFC and go on dinner dates. It's much more than just the body because when you talk of the body, you're talking also about the thoughts that happen inside of the body. You're talking about the perceptions um, that we have of certain things, of, set, of certain, you know, we have different ways of interpreting events. So we're talking about that and we're talking about emotions. We're talking about imagination. So when you talk about the body and you're saying body image, it's important to realize that we need to go away from the traditional view of the body of just thinking if we're talking about body image we're talking about am i fat am i thin uh, we're also talking about thoughts we're also talking about perceptions we're talking about imagination and we're talking about emotion so um just to reiterate what i said i feel like um, i might have left out something a very important detail i have said that i think of body image as how I think about myself and how I feel about my body. So this does not necessarily mean that when I look in the mirror, what do I see? Okay. When I look in the mirror, I see a body, but that's not necessarily body image. In like manner, when other people are looking at me, that's not necessarily body image. What body image means to me is how I interpret what I see when I look in the mirror. So when I look in the mirror and I see myself, I'm going to see something and then I'm going to make my own conclusion about what I've just seen. And just to make maybe an example that's relatable to a lot of us, picture two people with a bank account and they equally have the same amount of, let's say 20,000 US dollars in this bank account. Now you get one guy who is going to look at this balance and say, oh my Lord, I never dreamt I'd have this much money. Imagine the possibilities of what I can do with this 20,000. I think I'll be able to pay for my full uh, yearly rent. I'll be able to even buy a small car. I'll be able to do this. I'll be able to do that. And the person gets so excited. And then on the other hand, you've got someone who looks at that 20,000 and says, my goodness, I never thought I would fall this low. Like I have 20,000. Like how, how am I going to survive on 20,000? You know, and already you notice that these people have looked at the same balance but they have given a different interpretation of the same thing that they have both looked at. So when I think about um, body image, to me it's more of an interpretation of once you have looked in the mirror and you've seen what you've seen, 
What then do you interpret? What then do you interpret from what you have seen? What is the conclusion that you draw from what you've seen? Do you say, I have never seen such a beautiful woman, such a smart woman, or I have never seen such a strong gentleman. Look at those arms. And then you try and flex and you, you do, you know? So that's what it means to me. And equally so, um, it's not about what others see when they look at me, but it's more about what I think others see when they look at me. So for example, if I am walking and I see someone staring at me, it's either I'm going to think, oh, I must be so well-dressed. I must be smelling so good. Look at these people, the way they are looking at me. They are staring me down. That means I'm really matching my clothes. I think my colors are complementing each other. I'm looking trendy. I'm looking fashionable. That's the one way to look at it. Or, ah, oh, these weird people. And by the way, I'm more of the latter. I'm more of the, uh, why the, okay, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's who I am. And I suppose it's, it's sort of a coping mechanism that I have developed um, given all the places that I've lived in. I've realized that mostly when people are staring at you, Nah, it's, 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 it's not really something positive, uh, at least in my head anyway. I did say at the beginning that I'm going to be saying things from my point of view. So, yeah, I think um, we have done justice to that, to just define that your body image is not necessarily what you will see in the mirror, but it's more of your perception of what you see in the mirror and how you will interpret the things that you see. So moving on, um, I think it's important to just mention that body image has traditionally been thought of as a, as a women's issue or as a female issue. And one of the things that has come out from this year of 2020 is that by showing vulnerability to certain things, it's not a sign of weakness. And more and more, I think the men are starting to acknowledge that body image issues do affect them. Um, they may not be forthcoming to express themselves in the way that females do, but definitely it's something that they keep a balloon somewhere inside of their hearts, inside of their minds. And of course, because it's inside of your head, it's going to have an, inf an influence and an impact on how you will carry yourself around. So for example, if, you're, if you have shut yourself down in your mind, if you've told yourself that I am so fat in the morning as you are getting dressed for the day. Next thing is, perhaps you're on the bus and you see this nice girl, you wanna go and talk to her, you know, you wanna get to know her, but you already told yourself in the morning that you're fat. So chances are you're just gonna stare down at your phone and focus on your music and maybe you're gonna let a big chance for you just slip away. So I think it's important to acknowledge and to confirm, to confirm without any shadow of doubt that body image issues do affect men. And I'm just gonna move on and talk about some of the self-destructive behaviors that I have noticed in some of my friends 
and maybe in some instances i have gone through phases personally where i've had negative uh, body image issues uh, where i've looked at myself and i've drawn a negative conclusion at what i am seeing and one of the most easily noticeable um, self-destructive behavior that comes from having a negative body image is when you take up unhealthy dieting uh, I don't know if I should say unhealthy dieting or more I think uh, I'm looking to say when you take up uh, diet, diet routines which are not nutritionally uh, beneficial to your system because as a man, you know that you need to maintain your, um, your testosterone levels. I'm really sorry, I always avoid to say that word. Uh, but all of a sudden I had to say it. So if I butchered it, I am sorry. <laughs> but yes. Um, so as men, there are certain foods that we need to eat um, in order to keep our T levels, uh, to maintain them. And um, this will have an impact on just our overall energy. Like when you go out um, and you're talking with other men, with other people, you're interacting. So if you are depriving yourself of certain things in your diet, I'm not really going to get too technical on what those things are. I think uh, it's all there on the internet for people to find out. But what you get is when you're having a negative perception about yourself, you may then force yourself to then eliminate those things. And then once you eliminate those things from your diet, that's not necessarily going to be good for you. It can sometimes result in hormonal imbalance, where, for example, you may start to have, um, there's a situation called a gyno, uh, and gyno, you can Google it later. I think it's the shortcut. Um, the full name is uh, maybe gy uh, gynomestia or something. Uh, I might have to Google that. Give me a moment. Oh yes, so the full name is gynomestia or something like that. So what you get is that when you deprive yourself of certain foods, then you will start to have, for example, fat accumulating in certain areas of your body, for example, your chest. And then you start to have those men boobs, which are often called in street slang, moobs. So once you start to do this, you realize that actually you were trying to address something. Maybe you thought you were too fat and you decided to cut out maybe the carbs in your diet. And then the result has been that Maybe you, you start to increase your protein intake and you start to... But then the impact of it sometimes is that now your nutritional balance is imbalanced, if that makes any sense. Whereas you used to have a balanced diet, you used to get a good source of carbs, you used to balance it out with the proteins. All of a sudden you've eliminated the carbs and what you just have is the protein which is good for the bodybuilding but now you're lacking perhaps in the energy or but i don't really want to get too technical on that the point here i just want to touch on is that some of the diet routines that we begin to take up when we think that we are addressing body image issues will actually counter 
the things that we are trying to correct. So for example, if I'm talking about myself feeling fat, for example, and then I decide I'm not going to eat, I'm going to starve myself. Next thing that happens is when I go out, I'm not going to have that mental alertness that I need to be sharp in my job. At that I'm going to let go. It's going to be the opportunity cost of this new diet routine that I'd have taken up. You may find that in the bedroom for example, your performance is going to drastically decline and your wife is going to wonder what's happening with this guy. What's happening? This is not what I signed up for. You showed me a great thriller, but the movie is horrible, you know? <laughs> so these are some of the things. So the first uh, self-destructive behavior there is um, those unhealthy diets. Um, I, I, I wish I could phrase that differently, but that's what we're going to go with. And then the second one that we'll talk about, I guess, which is kind of related, is the eating disorder, whereby... Um, Sometimes you find that you become addicted to certain things that you shouldn't be eating simply because you have over pushed your body and it's kind of related to those to the first um, the first point which I mentioned but as I tried to read around this area I found a very interesting statistic that around one third of the people who experience eating disorders are actually male. So that's a big proportion. If you're saying that's around 35% of the people who experience eating disorders are men. So I think to me that's a very high volume and when we're talking about eating disorders, then it gets really dangerous even for your, for your personal health. That's when you talk of things like anorexia, um, you talk of even things like um, having too, a very high volume of salts in your system and it can only lead to a decline in your health. So we have touched on the unhealthy diets and on a related point we have the eating disorders. And then there's also the issue of exercise dependence or exercise addiction. Now when you talk of exercise addiction, as a self-destructive behavior. I think you have to acknowledge that there are such fine margins because whenever as guys we go to the gym, there's always this thing of, I need to push myself, I need to push myself. You know, when I feel tired, I need to go ahead, I need to keep going. And typically, what you get with most guys, I, I, I don't know the numbers, but I'd love to believe it's 60% of the guys. When you're going to the gym, you play music, music that gets you pumped up. You listen to motivational speakers that tell you failure is not an option. Don't give up. Better to tear that muscle. It's better for you to tear that bicep than for you to give up after 10 reps. That's the kind of motivational speakers that most guys will listen to. But then again, it then leads to you sometimes over pushing your body. For example, when your body is feeling fatigued, when your body is feeling tired, you have pushed your muscles enough, but you still feel, you look at your bicep, you feel like, yeah, it's okay, but it's not veiny enough. I need the veins to show. And then what does that mean? You're going to work on, you're going to Google on 
how to focus on the veins. And then you're gonna go into the gym and you will focus on the veins. And then what you then get is that sometimes, this I've experienced myself, after a gym session, you can't even flex your arms, you can't even touch your shoulder with the same, with the same hand, you can't reach out, you basically be walking like a robot, just walking and people can see the definition in your muscle, people can see that this guy has probably been to the gym, but you feel horrible, you definitely feel horrible. You can't do anything, you can't hold a pen. I remember when I was in high school, we used to play rugby, and sometimes, um, I think this was in my final year of high school, we were given a certain weight, uh, which we needed to meet, to say if you wanna be in the team in this position, you need to be at least 85 kilos. And at the time, I think I was around the 80 kilo mark and I needed to gain about five kilos in about two weeks or three weeks. And what that meant was that any supplement I could get my hands on, I took it. So there were things they used to call fast grow anabolic. There were supplements they used to call whey protein, which a lot of people take. It's not necessarily uh, that you have to take supplements just because you go to the gym, but when you are having body image issues, for example, you've just been told you're not good enough or you've told yourself that you're not good enough, you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not fast enough. Next thing you want to enhance, perhaps you want to enhance your performance in the gym so that your gains can show and you can gain some weight. So really, um, the exercise dependence and exercise addiction is the other uh, self-destructive behavior, which is, I suppose, more relevant uh, to men when we're talking about body image. And of course, um, on another related uh, point, which is again to do with what I just talked about uh, in exercise addiction, you will find out that, okay, I'm putting in the hours, I'm going to the gym as I should. I'm doing everything that's been prescribed by the YouTube videos, but there's no gains. I'm not realizing any gains. My quads are the same. My lat is the same. My shoulder muscle is the same. There's nothing in my core. There's nothing happening. Next thing, you find a dodgy. There's always a dodgy guy in the gym who's always noticing and says, he approaches you and says, bro, I've been noticing you. Like you work so hard, but do you know there's only one thing that's lacking which will take you from zero to a hundred which is where you want to be and then of course that arouses your curiosity because you know how hard you've been working for gains but the gains are not forthcoming and then the guy will suggest to you a bottle of steroids some injections or some untested uh, supplements which may initially give you the gains that you seek but then in the long run, they lead to things like erectile dysfunction. They lead to things like um, having low testosterone levels. Again, I'm sorry if I butcher that word, not my best word. But yes, um, the point here is it may end up leading to substance abuse. It may end up leading to you using substances that you're not allowed to use or even worse, things that you are allowed to use, things which are normally healthy, but you start taking them in excess. So for example, we all know that chicken is a good source of protein, 
But you get guys who will tell you that in one day I eat three full chickens. That in itself is unhealthy just from the sound of it. Like I do not care who you are or what you're trying to achieve with your body. But if you're eating three full chickens per day, that can only lead to something negative. So this is what I'm talking about here with this last point. So um, when you talk about the steroid abuse, um, of course, a steroid abuse is when someone is trying to maybe try to, trying to get defined in a certain area of their body that they're not really happy about. So it can be your abs and you're thinking, hey, this belly needs to go. What can I do about this belly? And then you look at things. I, I think there's Fedra Cut, which uh, focuses particularly on the fat. And Fedra Cut is healthy, but there are dosages of it that you're supposed to take. But then when you're putting yourself under pressure because you're having body image issues, that's when you end up overdosing. And then you end up eating away the healthy fat and you end up falling sick. So that's the one element of the steroid abuse. And the other one, of course, is more on the side of trying to cope with not being adequate or being inadequate with your body image. So when you find yourself feeling inadequate with how you look, maybe you're constantly overwhelmed with feelings of, oh, I'm too ugly. I have too many pimples on my face. Oh, why, why do I speak like this? I wish I spoke different, which is what I do, by the way. I, I, I really dislike listening to my voice a lot of the times. Um, but what you then get is you may find some coping mechanisms um, that help you to get through situations. And whenever you're feeling these negative emotions about your body, you may then turn to alcohol. You may then turn to, to drugs even, to, to cocaine, to heroin. And these days there are those cheap OTC drugs, the over-the-counter drugs. Um, I know, for example, where we're from in Africa, there's the, the cough syrup that a lot of our young people are using as a coping mechanism for poverty and for unemployment. But equally, these substances can also be used to cope with body image issues. So those are the four points about some of the self-destructive behaviors that men can experience when they're having a negative um, body image um, issue. And then now I will talk about some of the things that I have noticed which cause men to have negative uh, body image. Now, I'm going to maybe make this more personal with my first point. And the first point which I want to talk about is teasing um, in your childhood and especially in your adolescence. So some of the common jokes that we used to experience, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're too weak, you're too dark, you're too this, you're too that. So one thing that you will notice is that your adolescent years are very, very important. Your adolescent years will, in most cases, impact and influence who you become once you, once you become of age. 
So the man that you eventually become is based on how well your self-confidence was reinforced in your in your childhood or in your adolescent years and you will find that even though sometimes uh, you address the issues that you used to have for example if let's say you used to be too fat in your adolescent years and you got teased non-stop for this for being too fat all of a sudden you then grow up then you discover that oh so i can i can just go to the gym and no one will laugh at me okay that's easy then you will go to the gym you start to work out but then because in your head you've already accepted and you've embraced that idea that you're too fat you're never going to be thin enough to not be too fat so you're always going to look at your body and as you're looking you're going to try and look at your body from different angles say hey i'm not too happy about this my thighs i'm not too happy about this i'm not and you're never going to be satisfied enough and that's not necessarily to do with the fact that you don't look good like i said when i was defining what body image is it's not so much what you see because when you look in the mirror you can be absolutely fine even if you go to a physician a doctor a nutritionist they will tell you that you are perfect your body mass index is in check for your height for your age this is what you need to be yet you will look at yourself and you will interpret as saying oh i'm too fat oh i'm too this oh i'm too that so one of the causes is um the childhood uh trauma or the childhood teasing that i think a lot of us have experienced in some shape or form uh for me personally um i was very big i was very big um big boned or fat um as i was growing up and yeah that certainly stuck with me um it's something that i've tried to address even though i've even even as an adult i've tried to address it at times i've over addressed it at times i've just said oh i've always been fat anyway so what's the point you know i've always been this way like i've been fat since i was 12 years old since i was 11 years old so what's the point in trying to be different now that i'm 28 you know that this is the way things have been and this is the other way things will always be you know and what happens is sometimes you accept those things that were said about you and even though the power to change those things is within you you will never come to accept the fact that that power to change the situation is within you so for example when you're looking for willpower to wake up early and just go for a walk not even exercising or jogging just going for a simple 20 minute walk you will see that you will not even have the willpower to go through this because already you're defeated because of what you went through as a child you were called fat you accepted the fact that you were fat and you have pretty much embraced it in a way that's unhealthy you have pretty much given up um i don't know if i can raise an example from the bible um i i, I understand that perhaps some of the your listeners might not be christian but just allow me this once to give this example um there's a parable which is given 
um, of of a man who gave some, I think they call them talents. I don't know what the word is, but this man gave different levels of talents to to his servants, and some were given ten, some were given five, and others were given one. Now, what happened with the guy who was given one? He looked at the others who were given five, the others who were given ten, and he thought to himself, I was given one, like, why did he discriminate me against me like this, you know? Why is he given me just the one when he has given this one five, when he has given this one ten? And what did he do? He took the one, he kept it under his bed, he didn't do anything, he didn't let it multiply, and eventually, once the master came back and he asked, okay guys, show me what you did with what I gave you. The one who had 10 now had 20. I'm really sorry if I'm butchering the numbers. I'm freestyling this parable. <laughs> so I'm really sorry if my numbers are inaccurate. The one who had five now had 10. The one who had 10 now had 20. And now coming to the guy who had one, he still had one and the master said, how come you're still stuck on one? Could, could you not have given the one that you had even to the bankers for them to try and multiply it for you? And then the guy was bitter. He was saying, ah, you discriminated against me. You just gave me the one. And basically he decided to do nothing because he looked at the one that he gave and he perceived it. The way he gave the interpretation was like, I just have one, this one has five, that one has 20, that one has 10. So why should I do anything? Like already this guy is not, is not going to accept anything that I do as good enough. Nothing I do is ever gonna be good enough for this guy. So this is one of the things that, uh, that will, I'm sorry, I took a slight pause there, but this is one of the things that can come out from having this negative body um, issue. It's one of the influences where you're teased as a child and whatever was said about you stays, whether it was something that you used to have but you no longer have, or something that you used to have, and because you used to have it, you have accepted that this is who you are and this is who you're destined to be and even though you have the power to change the situation you will choose to stay in the situation because you're already defeated your mind is already in a state of defeat and then the other point um, about what leads to a negative body image in men uh, it's kind of related to the first thing and again uh, that's your peer pressure so sometimes as you're growing up um, there are certain things which are acceptable. Um, here I'm, I'm going to slightly deviate from body image and I'll talk about um, the voice, having a manly voice. You know, as a man you're expected to speak in a certain way. You're not, you're not expected to speak like this. If you speak like this as a man, then you command very little respect from society. And just imagine yourself as a teenager, as a young adolescent boy, and you have this voice. As compared to having a voice like this. So one of the things that I noticed, I had a friend of mine, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to avoid saying his name, uh, but I had a friend of mine whose voice was not very deep. Uh, okay, I'll say his name. His name was Peter. His name was Peter, and I remember Peter's name because it was spelled P-I-E-T-E-R. I think it was spelled in Afrikaans. 
So Peter's voice was not really deep. And what Peter decided to do, he told me, bro, I'm going to start smoking. That's the only way I can fix my voice. Peter had had enough of being bullied about his voice. He had had enough about, you know, just not getting the respect that he deserved. He was a good rugby player. He used to be very sporty, but he was never respected enough because of his voice. And Peter ended up smoking. And what happened with Peter was that he started smoking so much so that the smoking got out of control. I don't know if maybe he thought smoking became cool, but then when you find yourself smoking in the changing room, for example, at school, then that means the habit of smoking has gone out of control. And eventually the school found out that Peter had been smoking at school and they suspended him, I think. And eventually he came back, but his life was never the same after that suspension. And, well, I suppose some good things came out of that because once Peter was suspended, he earned his respect amongst the peers and no one made fun of him anymore. So, yeah, I suppose it's a strategy that worked. But, yeah, that's the second point there about peer pressure. It's kind of related to the first point. Third point, cultural tendencies to judge people based on their appearances. So this is something that's very common. Um, I think when you're looking at things from the women point of view, I think men, African men, have this preference for the curvier women, um, what we like to call in Zimbabwe the side pockets. Uh, they look at a woman, they're expecting her to have her side pockets in check, they're expecting her to have her chest in check, and yeah, she needs to be curvy a bit. So from the men's side, I suppose, I don't really know if there's anything that the women look for. Obviously, the women look at certain features in a man, but men to men, some of the things that I've noticed that command respect, when you have broad shoulders, when you have broad shoulders, you are just perceived as generally more dominating in a social um, situation. So for example, if you're looking at, okay, we're in this situation, who can help us? Most eyes are likely going to turn to the guy with the broader shoulders, as, the, as opposed to the skinny guy in the back, or the fat guy who is looking like he's tired from standing. So you need to be athletic, you need to be this, you need to be that. Those are the expectations of society, and these are cultural expectations of how you need to be, and. This can obviously lead to negative uh, body image issues because you might be trying to compare yourself with other men, you might try to compare yourself with other people, and as far as you're concerned, you will never be good enough. So that's that about the cultural tendencies. And then um, another thing, of course, is that um, the choice of role models that we choose as young boys will always have an influence on what we perceive as the ideal body. So if, for example, I grew up emulating to be like Cristiano Ronaldo, that's going to mean that my abs need to look like Cristiano Ronaldo. My smile needs to look like Cristiano Ronaldo. My this needs to be like Cristiano Ronaldo. And 
This may obviously lead to a negative body image issue because I am not Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't have Cristiano Ronaldo's genes. I didn't inherit Cristiano Ronaldo's genes. I am from Africa. Cristiano is from Portugal. And there's a large contrast there. So that's one of the things where um, you may find yourself even going out of your way to afford certain things to try and expense certain things that are otherwise outside of your budget but just because you're trying to look for example like pdd i know pdd had a lot of influence on my generation um, a lot of people used to look up to pdd and um, he used to have um, the fat farm um, i think i'm throwing the 2000s back uh, maybe you guys will not really know what I'm talking about, but there was a famous a brand called Sean John, Fat Farm and One. These were the, the, the big things that we used to look at. And there was a guy who a lot of people in my generation used to look at. Um, his name was, um, what was his name? He was a basketball player. I, I think his name is escaping me, but he's not Michael Jordan. Uh, his name was... Uh, oh Lord, I think I've forgotten his name, but the guy had cornflowers and the guy had like a, his own line of sneakers and a lot of guys would go out of their way to try and afford the latest, to try and afford the latest sneaker that um, he has advertised what he was seen wearing. They're going to try and wear and they're going to try and look as fashionable as he is. And allow me to deviate a little bit and even touch on the fact that sometimes um, you may see that the person that you emulate drives a Ferrari but you have uh, a Honda, a Honda Fit for example. Uh, I know it might be too soon to coach a Honda Fit. I think Zimbabweans will understand that reference but let's say you have a Honda Fit and the guy you emulate has a Ferrari. What may then end up happening? You then, in your trying to catch up and trying to be like that person, you may then start to look for other means to get wealthy. And that may mean stealing from your workplace or even using the black magic to try to get rich so that you may also drive the Ferrari that the other guy has or if we want to put it in the context of body image so that you can be able to address the same clothes that the other guy has and so that you can look as good as he looks. So these days you have all these, screen, uh, these skin graft procedures that guys are going for. I know there's a famous procedure called carbon peeling um, which is being peddled quite a lot um, in different circles where people are going if you have inconsistencies in your skin you have certain dark spots that you wish to have removed um, I know people are paying money for that to have that removed there's nothing wrong with that but if you cannot afford it and all of a sudden you need to afford it so that you can look as good as your role model then you may end up in a negative situation where you then have to play catch up and to either steal or to do something that you'd otherwise not do or something that's against your morals just in order for you to try and bridge that gap. So uh, the last thing I will talk about is 
when you look at the promotion by society of the ideal man as being always strong, being lean and being muscular, this is not so much cultural, but this is more just, this is what is expected of a man. A man should be strong. A man should be emotionally balanced. A man should not cry. A man should not shed tears. Now, if you are a guy, and then you find yourself in a certain situation that requires you, for example, to deal with your emotions by crying, you may then find yourself saying, okay, I cannot cry in this situation. What, if I don't want to cry, what can I do? Oh, I can take cough syrup and I'll just sleep and then no one can see the misery on my face because I'll just be in my room, I'll just be sleeping, I'm not going to disturb anyone. And this is one of the things that people have failed to understand about the cough syrup problem that we are having um, in Africa. So some of our youth who are unemployed, all they want is to be able to pass up time. They don't want to be able to go out and to present themselves and to look miserable and to see their former schoolmates and to see their former church friends. Uh, they don't want people to see their misery. So what they would rather then do is just take the cough syrup, which will knock them out like a light, until maybe six, seven hours later, they wake up, they're feeling hungry, then they eat, maybe they get dressed, uh, they bathe themselves, and then before too long, again, they take another small dosage of the cough syrup to again sleep, and this can only lead to something negative. So I've touched on a few points there, which um, some of the causes that um, lead to a negative body image in men. And then the last thing that I will talk about is how men can try to address having a negative body image, which will in turn have an effect on your self-confidence and perhaps um, just boost your overall um, your overall confidence in different situations, be it in the workplace, be it in the bedroom. So one of the things that you can do um, is to reflect on your experiences and to try and identify the influences on your body image, especially from your childhood. Now, this is something that in the business circles, they usually call the root and not the fruit. And basically, what you want to do at this point is try to identify when exactly did I start to feel inadequate? At what point? So like for me personally, I can look back and, and think, well, in primary school, I was fine. In primary school, I was okay. And then came high school. In high school, I guess the first year was fine. But in the second year, I started to feel I started to feel fat, I started to feel, um, you know, I, I used to be coiled, I, I used to be coiled, uh, well, I don't know the, the English interpretation of this, but in Shwana, it used to be mafuta, which means oil, you know? <laughs> so when somebody's calling you oil, that's really hilarious, by the way. But when, when your name is oil, like that means you're fat, and that means you're drooping with lipids everywhere you go, and you, know, you don't want to be that guy. So 
what you want to then try and do is just to identify those early childhood influences. Sometimes they're not early childhood influences. Sometimes they're even modern day influences. You might have had um, a relationship where your partner expressed disgust at seeing you and they said, oh my Lord, I have never seen someone who is as horrible looking as you are. Like, how is it that your boobs are bigger than mine? You know, someone can say this to you and <laughs> these words can keep playing back in your head for the next 35 years until you finally go down six feet under. So the first point here in trying to address the body image issue is you need to identify the root about where and when did I start to have these issues. And once you identify where and when it was, then you want to think, okay, can I then change it? Instead of trying to be like David Beckham, can I at least try to emulate to have the kind of influence that David Beckham has? without necessarily looking like David Beckham. And then once you start to think like this, then maybe you start to think around this, the, 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 how can I improve the way I talk? How can I improve maybe, maybe my job? How can I have a better job? How can I have a better position in my workplace? How can I command more respect in my society? And things like that. And then another one which is very relatable and I think the females will agree on this. Don't look into the mirror too much. If you know that you have that extra level of self-consciousness, don't go on the, on the scale too much. If you know that you have that um, fragility, that each time you look at yourself, you're going to notice that, oh my Lord, today I have a new pimple. Oh, today I have a dark spot on this side. If you know you're this kind of person, then the mirror should not be your best friend. Yes, you want to look at it to make sure that you're fine. But if you know that it triggers those negative emotions, then sometimes it's best to just stay away from weighing yourself too regularly or just having a mirror and you're constantly popping up your selfie camera in your phone and you're trying to see Oh, how am I looking today? Which one is my good side? Is it this side? Uh, do I need to shave my beard? Do I need to trim my beard? Oh, I think my beard is graying. I think this is happening. So that's definitely uh, one of the things, sorry, that's one of the things that you can easily do. And then another very powerful thing, which I personally did, you can make a pact with yourself to treat your body with respect which includes eating well, which includes not doing some punishing exercise routines, bad diets, and those steroids that we talked about, and the drugs, of course. Sometimes it can even mean eliminating alcohol. For example, when you notice that alcohol is leading to a certain, um, to a certain thing, because you have made a pact with yourself to say, I'm going to improve myself for me. I'm going to look good for me. Not so that I can get compliments, not so that I can get chicks, but I want to look good for me so that I feel good, so that I can be comfortable, so that I can be able to be productive in my daily schedule. Because one of the things that you get when you're unhealthy is that 
you easily tire, you easily feel, uh, for example, if you have to stand, you can't stand for as long as you should. If you need to give a speech, you can't give a speech for as long as you should. And it might not even be as eloquent as it should simply because you're not fit enough. But once you make a pact with yourself and you sign, I love to put things into writing and to document things to say on the 27th of November 2020, I made a decision with myself. I decided that from that day on, I was going to look good for myself. I was going to stop drinking the fizzy drinks. I was going to eliminate the fried foods, the deep fried chicken. I was going to focus more on fruits and vegetables. I was going to focus on the salad. If you cannot walk, you can do something as simple as, oh, if you cannot run, you can do something as simple as walking. Because a lot of the times I've noticed that when people think of exercise, the first thing that comes to mind is being in the gym, working hard. But it can be something as simple as walking for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes per day at different walking intensities. That can be a good source of exercise. So that's one of the easily um, this is something you can do yourself it doesn't need any money it doesn't need any expense this is something you can just decide with your willpower to make a pact to say enough is enough i'm going to stop having this problem from today i will take care of myself better i will eat better i will do this better i will get healthy hours of sleep etc um, and then the last thing which I will talk about um, is the things that you can do to try and improve your body image or how you view yourself is to develop reasons for exercising that are not focused on your body appearance. So I'm talking about things such as stress relief. I'm talking about things such as for men, there's virility. Virility is very important. Um, if, for example, you're looking at your longevity, how long can I perform, for example, in the bedroom, then this is one of the things which is not so much related to body image, but this is more related to why do I need to, to, to be sharp? Why do I need to be fit? I need to be, I need to be fit so that I can last longer than 10 minutes, so that I can last the whole night. And I'm talking about last standing, if, for example, you're having to stand through the night. You want to be able to last through the night. And um, of course, one of the things uh, that you can do easily um, is to also focus on your concentration levels. Uh, because what you find, especially with fruits and vegetables, and sometimes eggs as well, boiled eggs, um, they increase your concentration levels. So once you shift away the focus from body image to say, I'm trying to improve my body so that I look, I, I look good. Once you shift the focus from I'm trying to look good to I'm trying to feel good, I'm trying to be good, you know, then you start to view things differently. All of a sudden, it's a whole different ball game. So what we have talked about today um, I've begun by talking about how I view um, the whole issue of body image and I've talked about body image is how you view yourself. It's not, 
it's it's not about what you see in the mirror it's not about what others see when they look at you but it's about how you interpret what you see when you look in the mirror or what you think about the other people who are looking at you so it's all about what you think of yourself so we began by defining that as body image and then we went on to look at some of the self-destructive tendencies that men can experience and we looked at the bad diets that can develop um, we looked at the eating disorders uh, we looked at um, the exercise addiction and finally we looked at substance abuse and steroid abuse um, which can be a, as a result of trying to cope or trying to address negative body image issues. And then in the last uh, part of my discussion, I was focusing on uh, some of the causes of uh, body, negative body image issues in men particularly. And identified, I identified uh, some of the teasing that we experience as children as we are growing up, uh, the peer pressure that we experience as young boys, um, the cultural influences, um, having the male uh, sporting role models. Um, I guess uh, from the females, it's more the celebrities, your Beyonce's. Um, back in my time, it used to be Missy Elliott, it, it used to be um, Alicia Keys, it used to be Rihanna. I don't know who's there now. I think it's Nicki Minaj and them people. But equally so, um, for us guys, it's mostly to do with the sports personalities, your basketball. Oh yes, I just remembered. The guy I needed to mention earlier, his name was Shaquille O'Neal. Um, that was the name. That guy, he made people do some crazy things to get money, to look like Shaquille O'Neal. People got cornflows, people got tattoos, people got um, pierced in different places, all so that they could look like Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, thank God for this uh, conclusion. I was able to, to, to think about the point that I had forgotten about earlier. And then uh, the other thing that we focused on, uh, we, we talked about in trying to address the negative body image issues is just um, shifting the focus away from, I need to exercise to look good, to looking at it from the point of view of, I need to exercise to feel good, to be good. You know, not so that people can look at me and I want to think that, oh, they like what they see. Or oh, not so much that when I look in the mirror, I say, damn, look at that. You know, it's not the reason. But the reason I'm doing this is so that I want to be, uh, I want to have better virility. I want to have improved virility. I want to have improved productivity in my workplace. I want to have higher levels of concentration. I want to live a healthier lifestyle. I want to live for longer. And you know, once that shift of focus is made, you then eliminate all the body image issues that you might have had previously. And then of course, the last thing that we talked about, I think was, um, uh, the issue of um, society and um, the fact that society has certain expectations on men to look a certain way. So that is my two cents on the subject matter. Um, I hope I have helped one or two people. Um, and if, um, I guess in closing, I would just like to reach out to anyone who might be experiencing any form of depression, any form of negative emotions around their body image or around just feeling inadequate. If you're feeling this way, the thing that we have learned is that it's okay to feel this way. 
address it in the way that you need to address it. If you need to speak to a friend, if you need to speak to your pastor, if you need to speak to someone you respect, personally for me, what I do, I speak to strangers. Whenever I have a, an issue which is very close to home, I develop friendships with strangers, people who are not necessarily in my normal circle, but people who know me well enough to be able to tell me things bluntly. So for example, there's this application which I use, which is called Meet Me. And on Meet Me, each time that I stream, I've got people who come on there. Uh, so these are people from Canada, people from the US, Australia, Kenya, uh, Cameroon, and all these people, we are family. and. Sometimes we talk about issues. Sometimes you talk about, um, I remember just the other day I was feeling, I, I, I was talking about how sometimes I feel as though I'm having a manliness contest, uh, for lack of a better word. I can't remember what the word was uh, which I was using, but I was talking about how sometimes as a guy, uh, when someone who is more domineering than you, when someone who is more manly than you, particularly the guys from West Africa, the Nigerians, the Cameroonians, they have this aura about them where they are more commanding. And I was just mentioning quite frankly that I avoid interaction with the people who make me feel less of a man. And I was just having this discussion, just letting it out there, just having it as a conversation, demystifying the conversation, saying, it's okay, we can talk about this, we can address it. And just from that conversation, I was speaking to Cameroonians in this conversation, there were Nigerians in the stream, and we were able to talk and we were able to say, you know what, at the end of the day, we all have different races. You should never look at someone as though it's a contest. You should live your life for you. You should seek to make yourself better. Every day you should be trying to beat who you were yesterday and not so much trying to compete to be like the Nigerian guy you're dealing with who is more domineering than you or this guy who goes to the gym who is more of a man than you are. So that's my two cents about this. Hope you guys enjoyed it and have a lovely week. All the best to you guys, wherever you're from. May you be well kept until we close out the rest of uh, 2020 and blessings and peace for 2021. May it bring great success for everyone. So yeah, guys, peace out. Thank you so much, Max. Um, that was very informative and so profound. So before we close up, um, here are five tips that I can also add to improve the way you see your body because I know some people think that they really need to change how they look to feel good about themselves, but all you need to do is change the way you see your body and how you think about yourself. It's all in the mind. So the first step is recognize that your body is your own, no matter what shape or size it comes in. Focus on how strong and healthy your body is and the things it can do, not what's wrong with it or what you can feel you want to change about it. So if you want to change your shape, hit the gym, do yoga and do what makes you happy. The second one is identify which aspects of your appearance you can realistically change and which you can't. We are all imperfect and it's our uniqueness that makes us original. Everyone, even the most perfect, seemingly um, 
celebrity has things that they can change and they need to accept like for instance your height well you can wear heels i mean <laughs> and your shoe size so remind yourself that real people aren't perfect and perfect people aren't real so the third one is if there are things that if there are things about yourself that you want to change and can so do this by making goals about yourself for instance if you want to get fit like i said earlier make a plan to exercise every day and eat healthy then keep track of your progress until you reach your goal so meeting a challenge you set for yourself is a great way to boost your self-esteem the fourth one is be aware of negative comments that come from within and tell yourself to stop appreciate that each person is more than just how uh how he or she looks on any given day we are complex and constantly changing so try to focus on what's unique and interesting about yourself so the fifth and final one is try building your self-esteem by giving yourself three compliments each day so while you add it at the end of the at the end of each day you can list three things in your day that really gave you pleasure it can be anything from how the sun felt on your face you know the sun kisses us every day and it could be the sound of your favorite song or the way someone laughed at your jokes so by focusing on the good things you do and positive aspects of your life you can change how you feel about yourself and like Max said, if you're feeling way too low, it can help to talk to a parent, a coach, religious leader, guidance, counselor, therapist, or a friend. Actually, we need to normalize going for therapy. It's really good. It really helps. And find someone who supports you and doesn't bring you down. This can help you um, to put your body image in perspective and give you positive feedback about your body, your skills and your abilities. That being said, we have come to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening through to the end. Don't forget to send your stories if you want to be featured on this podcast or better yet, if you want to take over an episode, you can get in touch with me on Instagram. The handle for this page is at Oops She Said It or my personal page at Tweety K spelled T-W-I-T-I-E-K-A-Y. As always, please don't forget to leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It would mean the world to me because it makes a huge difference, guys. So remember, you don't have to go through anything alone. We are here for each other. We will hang out in the next episode. So until next time, check y'all later.